Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone, and a very warm welcome to episode number two. So today we're talking about all things mindset. But first, what is weight loss mindset? Well, I know what I mean when I talk about mindset, but as I planned this episode, I wanted a little Google validation. So I Googled it and I found a number of alternative definitions. And the one that sounded straightforward to me was a collection of thoughts and beliefs that shape your habits. Another definition said, mindsets are those collection of beliefs and thoughts that make up the mental attitude, inclination, habit or disposition that predetermines a person's interpretations and responses to events, circumstances and situations. And then, of course, even though I know what a habit is, I decided to Google that too, because why not? And I settled with the first definition that I came across, which is that a habit is a routine of behavior that is repeated regularly and tends to occur subconsciously. Great. So from that, we can deduce that a weight loss mindset is a way of thinking and believing that creates the feelings that compel you to eat and do things that help you lose weight and to not eat things that don't help you lose weight repeatedly until they become subconscious. And this is so important. Because the reason why you've not lost your weight yet or not managed to lose it without regaining it yet is because you're not thinking thoughts and nor do you have beliefs that create the feelings you need to help you do just that. By the way, beliefs are thoughts that we thought so many times that we believe them to be true. They are thoughts that just are to us. They feel like the absolute truth. Take a moment now, check in and ask yourself, what do you believe about losing weight? So, for example, I used to believe that I had to go on a diet to lose weight. I used to believe that when I went on a diet to lose weight, I would be miserable because I felt deprived. I used to believe that when I was trying to lose weight, I should avoid high fat foods. I used to believe that I would be happier, that I would be more successful as a person if I was slim. I used to believe that I would never be able to lose weight and not regain it. None of these thoughts, these beliefs, form part of a weight loss mindset. So I think this is a pretty good point to introduce you to the model. So the model is a brilliant tool created by Brooke Castillo of the Amazing Life Coach School. The Life Coach School is one of the schools with which I certified to become a life coach. Now, the model enables us to look at anything affecting our lives and put it into a framework so that we can understand it better. Or to put it another way, it helps us see how our mindset is creating the results that we have in our lives. So let me tell you about the model. I want you to imagine a table with five rows and in the left-hand column, you have from the top down, circumstance, thought, feeling, action and result. Now, if you've not got a pen and paper close by, don't worry. If you're driving or out walking, don't worry because you'll be able to find more out about the model in the show notes, which you can access by going to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash podcast 002. Now, let's go through each one of those components of the model. 
The first is circumstances. Now, circumstances, the first thing I want you to know about those is that they are facts. They are neutral. They are things that can be proven in a court of law. They are things upon which everyone would agree. A circumstance will not contain adjectives. We all encounter circumstances in our lives, which are the things that happen in the world that we can't control. Circumstances also include our past and words other people have said to one another. And remember, circumstances are neutral until we have a thought about them. The next line of the model is the thought line. A thought is a sentence in your mind about a circumstance. We humans have something like 60,000 thoughts a day. Many of them we don't notice. If the sentence in our head refers to a subjective term, contains an adjective or any descriptive words, then we know it's a thought and not a fact. It's not a circumstance. Just to remind you, facts go in the circumstance line and thoughts, which are sentences in our mind, go in thought line. Understanding the difference between a circumstance and a thought is important. Circumstances are something we can all agree on. That is a white door. This computer is on. That person said this, and this happened in my past, are all circumstances. Now, the difference between a thought and a circumstance is that the thought is subjective and the circumstance is 100% factual. There are red roses growing in my garden, 100% fact. The roses in my garden are beautiful, is a thought. Some people think roses are beautiful. Other people may think roses are boring. Both are thoughts. Remember, only pure facts belong in the circumstance line. The next line in the model is the feeling line. A feeling is a one-word description of a vibration in your body. It could be happy or sad, mad or anxious, fabulous or loving. There are lots of feeling words. And the more we think about our feelings, the bigger our emotional vocabulary gets. Whatever it is that you are feeling, based on what you are thinking, just put one of those feelings, one word, in the feeling line. The thought should just be a sentence. The circumstance should just be facts. And the feeling line should just be a one-word feeling that's describing how you're feeling, your emotion, in the moment because of the thought you're having about a specific circumstance. The next line is the action line, but it can also be an inaction or a reaction. It's essentially what you do or don't do based on how you feel. Your actions or inactions create the outcomes in your life, or in the case of the model, your result, the last line. The result is the consequences or effects of your actions. Examples of what could be on your results line include things like gaining or losing two pounds, being late, or the number in your bank account. Let me just run through that one more time. The thought is a sentence in your mind that you think about the circumstance, a fact in your life. The feeling is the one-word vibration in your body that you feel when you think a certain thought about a specific circumstance. The action, which can also be an inaction or reaction, is what you do or don't do when you feel a certain way because of what you've thought about the circumstance and the result is the outcome of what you did and didn't do. So let's do a quick example to illustrate how our mindset creates the results we have in our lives. Two women are at a party and the host offers them a piece of cake. The host says words, would you like a piece of cake and a glass of champagne? The thought of one of these ladies, I'll hurt her feelings if I decline. When she thinks this, she feels burdened. When she feels burdened because her host has offered her a piece of cake and a glass of champagne, she takes the cake and eats it with lots of bothersome thoughts in her head about why she really doesn't want to have it. The result is that when she steps on the scales the next morning, she's a pound heavier. The other lady at the party 
thinks, I'm going to stick to my plan of not eating cake today. She feels pleased. She doesn't eat the cake. The result is no weights gained. She's on track with her plan of losing two pounds for the week. Now, this is hugely oversimplified, but notice, same party, same host, same circumstance, two different thoughts, creating two different results. Now, as I said, we have something like 60,000 thoughts a day. This example shows you the result of just one of them. Once you learn how to apply the model to your thoughts about food and your weight and how you are eating, you will see how your thoughts are creating the results that you have in your life. Now I'm going to talk through a model that I created on the first coaching session with one of my clients. She had a goal to lose four stone. We put that in the circumstance line and then I asked her what she thought about that goal. And her thought was, I'll never do it. And I asked her why. And she said, I always regain weight when I lose it. Now, this was her thought about losing four stone. So we put that sentence from her mind in the thought line of the model. Next, I asked her how she felt about losing four stone when she thinks I'll only regain it. And she said she feels frustrated. So frustrated is a feeling, an emotion, it's a vibration in your body. And that and we put that in the next line down, the feeling line. And then I said, what are you doing or not doing when you're feeling frustrated about losing four stone? And she said, well, for the last few years, I've not really done anything because I thought there's no point. So I've not been trying to lose the weight. In fact, I've put more weight on. This illustrates one of the most important things about the model, which is the power of our thinking, of our mindset. Everything you have or don't have in life is because of how you have or haven't been thinking. It's just like that familiar quote from Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Now, what's amazing about the model, about having a framework, is that it not only enables us to see how our current thinking is creating our results in life, but we can also use the model to create the results that we want. For example, if you want to lose two pounds next week, you can put two pounds in the results line in your model. Then you can ask yourself, what do I need to do or not do in order to lose two pounds next week? And you can list out everything, such as drink plenty of water, plan, shop, prepare healthy, nutritious lunches and meals, not snack, only have one drink on Friday night, etc., etc. Then you ask yourself, how would I need to feel to do these things? You're looking for the one word description of a vibration in your body to create the feeling that will help you take all the action. Now, oftentimes you might think you want to be motivated. Other times you might just want to feel some self-love. So if you want to feel motivated, you might choose to think, I can spend half an hour planning right now and get myself all set up for the week. And if you want to feel self-love, you might want to think, I matter, taking care of me is important. And in this model, the circumstance would be the goal to lose two pounds next week. This is what we call an intentional model. And it's a really nifty tool to help you shift into a positive mindset that helps you focus more on the solution and less on the problem. The model is such a powerful tool that I can still remember the first time I used it to shift how I was feeling. I'd known about it for a while. I sort of understood it intellectually, but I hadn't actually put pen to paper and used it to work through something that I was experiencing in real life. So when you're doing a model about something that's happening in your life, know that you can start on any line. You don't need to start at the top and work down. You can start anywhere and then just fill in the adjacent rows step by step. So the reason that I decided to try my own model for the first time was because I was feeling hurt. I'd seen something that upset me and I couldn't shift out of that feeling of, well, of just being hurt. So I put hurt, or I could have put upset, into the F line of the model. And I asked myself, why am I feeling hurt? And I wrote down a few things and I separated my facts from my thoughts. 
So the facts, the circumstance was that I'd seen two close girlfriends meeting for coffee and they hadn't invited me. Now, of course, I want to justify my sensitivity to you at this point by justifying why I was so hurt, but that really doesn't matter. All you need to know is the circumstance. Seeing two friends having coffee together through a cafe window, noticing that I was feeling hurt, and then trying to figure out what I was thinking. And it was something like, they like each other more than they do me, or they must think less of me as a friend, or something like that. So to recap, the circumstances, two friends meet for coffee, my thought is they don't like me, my feeling is hurt. Now what do I do or not do when I'm feeling hurt? Well, I'm spending time and energy ruminating about why they might not like me, wondering if I did something wrong. But I also don't reach out to them, I avoid them, I isolate from them, I'm not friendly towards them. I'm creating the result that now I'm less friends with them than I was before. Remember what I mentioned earlier about how we, what we think ends up being true? Or another way to think about it is that our thoughts, our mindset creates the results we have in our lives. But the important thing here is that I was able to see that my thoughts were optional. I was able to see that my thoughts were causing me to feel hurt. They weren't hurting me. They didn't even know that I was dwelling on this. I used my understanding of seeing the difference between the circumstances and my thoughts to see that there could be 101 reasons why they would choose to meet without me and that maybe it had nothing to do with me. And of course it didn't. Knowing the model, knowing that my thoughts were optional and that I could choose to think new ones, I chose to think they're meeting for coffee without me because they're discussing an upcoming event which was relevant to both of them and not to me. When I chose to think, of course they're chatting about that event, that thing, and I felt acceptance, I felt much better. Now I've given you a non-food example of how to use the model here on purpose because whilst it's a very useful tool to help us to see what's happening, with regards to everything around meals, eating, shopping for food, planning for food, eating and not eating what we want. Oftentimes, our reason for eating have nothing to do with food. Oftentimes, we eat to stop the emotional discomfort of being hurt or upset, anxious, stressed, lonely, or even bored. And these feelings are caused by our thoughts and beliefs, aka our mindset. This is why life coaching is so instrumental in helping you to lose weight and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love. It's because your mindset about yourself and life is just as important, maybe even more important, as your mindset about food and eating. Because oftentimes we eat to soothe or comfort ourselves, and sometimes we eat to self-sabotage and hurt ourselves. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with food and everything to do with our thoughts about our lives and ourselves. It was great talking to you today. Now just one more thing before I go. To celebrate the launch of this show, I'm giving away some amazing coaching prizes. I'm giving away £500 of coaching gift cards. To find out all the details and how to enter, go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash podcast launch. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership programme, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls, and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life Group Coaching Mastermind Intensive. Go to www thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.